Citizen Reporter, number 381, 13th of June, 2011. This is not a sketch. Uh, this is real. You want to go to VTR? This show used to be cutting-edge political and social satire, but it's gotten lobotomized. The whole day through. And the idea is, is simple. The idea is basically to spread information that's valuable, spread hope that's essential to becoming active, spread tools for becoming active, spread vision, and so on. I said in Georgia. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. It's just thrown in the towel on any endeavor to do anything. I'm conducting a podcast without telling my guests what we're going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> greetings, everyone. I'm here outside of Tbilisi in Georgia. Not the U.S. state Georgia, the Republic of Georgia. And uh, I'm joined... Do you wish to be identified, passengers? Yeah. All right, all right. Giga is in the front seat. I'd rather stay anonymous. Anonymous is in the back seat. <laughs> uh, you know, because anonymous does work that... Well, it's controversial. <laughs> and we are outside Tbilisi because uh, I, myself, wanted to learn more about Georgia. And you can't learn everything about Georgia by staying in Tbilisi. I mean, am I right? And working oh, the whole yeah. day. And working all week because yeah. I've been busy. Um, and so Giga is taking us on a road trip, uh, you know, little road trip. And we just came from a monastery because, uh, as many of you may or may not know, Georgia is a... What percentage Christian or... Uh, 18? 80. More. Mm. And well, 99, but 80 of them are really, really believers. Okay. <laughs> 99. Yeah. Oh. Something like that. What about like... Well, isn't there groups of people that... I mean, I've seen synagogues. Yeah. Of and of course, uh, 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 what do you call it? Muslim... Um, well, the uh, mosques. Mosques, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Or is that all historical? Well, well, no, it's not only historical. There are, of course, uh, parts of the population who are Jewish or Muslim or even even um, with other religions. But, I mean, the Georgians are uh, still between somewhere between 80 and 85 percent. Yeah. A synagogue is a really interesting one. I mean... We don't... It, it's typical because you go to a country and you didn't know there was a Jewish population. Yeah. You can say this so often, and it's always true. You can go to Morocco, and someone would will be surprised that there's a Jewish population, and then it's very old, and it's been there a long time. Uh, and so here, too, there was a significant Jewish population going, I can imagine, back hundreds of years. Well, thousands of years, like... <laughs> uh, well, the official political uh, count... Uh, statement counts like three thousand years or something of friendship between the between the nations. So yeah. you don't know the exact number. Nobody knows the exact number, but uh, but the population, Jewish population, is quite small now because after the collapse of Soviet Union, many of them migrated to Israel. So. Wow. It's not it's a collapse, a it's a happily breakdown. So, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Especially for the Jewish com community that went back home, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but what's with that? I mean, was it that the Jew Well, I guess, was the Jewish population under the Soviet Union 
in especially in this region under no no no, no. No, I mean just the... Uh, it was just the dream of Israel. It yeah. was the dream of Israel and it was the, the economic situation because the, the UK, you could, you could uh, uh, live better in Israel at, the, uh, um, uh, at that time. At that yeah. time, yeah. Okay. okay. Hmm. And now the other aspect that, that we were talking about before that I wanted to bring to the international audience um, was language. Now, uh, you guys live with it, but <laughs> coming from outside and you see the Georgian language, and my first thought is, uh, actually I saw it on the internet before I came, but mm -hmm. is, wow, I've never seen anything like this. Um, a friend of mine who has visited here said, yeah, it looks like, and forgive him for saying this, but he said, it looks like Ethiopian or something. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, and when you look at it, it is really uh, uh, quite different. It does, I, I've seen Russian, uh, and it doesn't look like Russian to me. Um, so here we have a language group in this region uh, that has... Caucasian, yeah. What is the language group? Iberian, Caucasian, something. Oh, I'm Iberian from the Iberian Peninsula. Yeah, I know. This, uh, <laughs> this one, uh, we call ourselves Ibe Iberia as well. Um, oh, uh, the, the eastern part. Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's really odd. Did you know that the Iberian Peninsula is Portugal and Spain? Yeah. Yes. And did you know that the Irish people call themselves Hibernians as well? Hibernians. Hibernians. Yeah. So it's, I mean, there's some some coincidence. It should be. Yeah. So take that if you yeah. if you think yeah. you're not connected to Georgia, you are. <laughs> I believe that as I you know wander around. How am I not connected to this place? Um, but that's another podcast. Yeah, okay. So you, language. Language or the script? Because the language has many, very many words from uh, from Farsi, from Turkish, and from Arabic. We have uh, very uh, our vocabulary was influenced by the bigger countries and bigger bigger empires who uh, were uh, ruled the country who ruled the centuries. country for yeah yeah like Tbilisi was taken four hundred years it was a uh, Arabic uh, Emirate mm -hmm. or or how do you call it how do you call it. I think that is the caliphate. Uh, no, it's it's either an emirate or a caliphate. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is the language. I mean, we have many words you can you can hear also in other languages. But the script. I mean, the the alphabet is um, something unique and uh, un un does not has any any anything similar. Yeah. yeah. Anything similar. Yeah. And it's spoken in Georgia. Uh, yeah, in Georgia, in, in Turkey, in Iran... Well, and now in Israel, I guess, among some families. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the, the interesting aspects that, that caught my attention was that during the Soviet Union, uh, they... State, the state wouldn't... So official documents, official anything, was in Russian. Uh, official uh, documents, it was in Russian only... What you needed to send out to Russian uh, Federation, kind of, because all of the inter internal documents and uh, internally, Georgian language was the state language. Oh, okay. But so, if you went to school in Tbilisi, you were learning Georgian usually, and the second, your second mother language would be like mother, uh, the, the Russian, Russian language. But you were talking about how people at that point, uh, or, or you know, towards the end of the Soviet Union, um, in this region, actually didn't know their mother tongue. How was that? No, I mean, opposite to, let's say, uh, Asian, East Asian... Um, um, Countries. No, not East Asian. Republics. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the federal of the of the Soviet Union. Yeah, you mentioned the the big ones. Yeah, there. and they they were uh, they had uh, problems with the native language because the Russians 
prohibited uh, native languages at that time and used only Russian. But in Georgia, it was not the case. So, I mean, we had the we we, we had the possibility to learn Georgian to 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 um, to have the language. I mean, it was why, alive. Why do you think that was? Was it that this country would not? I mean, at some point, would have just risen up if you had tried to, and yet. To, to get rid of their language and yet uh, Kyrgyzstan or something? It did happen a couple of times actually, particularly in 1978, was it? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When uh, they were talking about, um, about uh, changing this uh, language into Russian, but um, the people have risen up and it didn't happen eventually. Yeah. But it's never been the case for the schools. The schools always had a first, well, the Georgian schools always had a first language, Georgian, and the second language, which you started studying like in as a, being a seven year old or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, by the end of the school years, Everybody would speak Russian, but there were also the Russian language schools because of the big uh, Russian-speaking uh, people Pop. population. Yeah. yeah, because they used to send a lot of people down here in an effort to what? Uh, uh, populate more Russian speakers, or was that more just... No, uh, no, not really. Um, huh. Not really, because um, we just uh, historically somehow had... Uh, a lot of Russian people, especially coming through the armies and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. all oh. that so from all over the places and their families would stay here and so on. There's a gate. There's a gatekeeper. Pausing. Yeah, you're pa pausing? No, I think I'll let it go. <laughs> you are basically paying one dollar for an hour and they are not responsible for any anything what happened to your car <laughs> yes is that off the record? <laughs> no that's uh, it's for the record <laughs> for the record <laughs> and so this town let's let's go into the the present where we are where we've arrived uh, this is um an important city well not city but yeah it was a um, small city <laughs> ancient um Capital? Mm -hmm. Georgia. Okay, let's go see it. I said Georgia. Oh, Georgia. No peace I find. Alright, so we're now leaving Shketa. 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 Shketa, I can yeah. say it. Yes. And we were talking about languages uh, when we arrived uh, and about how languages were handled during the time of the Soviet Union and, and nowadays, of course, uh, people are learning still Georgian, using Georgian. Everywhere I look there's Georgian, of course. And But what's changed is that the second language in school is no longer uh, the most popular language behind uh, Georgian. Is now It's now English. Yeah, U.S. English. Yeah, and, and you see that a lot. This this turn more towards uh, the U.S. in many cases. It's, it's a very, like, American-friendly place, which I say that because it's odd. <laughs> you know? There's a lot of Americans running around. Um, there's a lot of knowledge about America, more so than you'd find maybe in the countries just to the left of where we are. Mm -hmm. You know, Eastern Europe, Bulgaria, and so on. You, you won't find as much as you do here. 
Um, and I guess that just comes from the, the, a bit of a two things, maybe a strategy of the United States, or an, an, you know, being invested and, and yeah. uh, determined to, to and be involved. The movies about westerns. You think it's the movies? Yeah, I think it's the movies because all everyone liked the the, the movies where the cool guys were shooting around. You know, like <laughs> the Russians yeah, never had that. Seven or what? So I mean, um, it's okay, of course, because of the political situation, because of our yeah, government was one, looking right? towards, yeah, um, you know, all the political statements like fighting against terrorism and blah blah, supporting troops and everything, and this is why mainly it happens. Mm. Yeah. So as a result, I think it's more about Hollywood and South Park than and Sharon Stone <laughs> than uh, supporting the troops. Uh-huh. Thank Yeah. Yeah, I was in the... Um, what was I riding with? I was riding with someone today. Oh, yeah, that does translation. And they mentioned that one of their big contracts over the last few years was with the U.S. military uh, around the, the time before the war broke out. And I, and I said, the U.S. military, what did they want? Oh, they wanted like 130 translators. I said, why does the U.S. military need 130 translators? That's an army. Said, yeah, because they were training the military. Yeah. And I thought, wow, this sounds like one of those movies about, you know, things going on secretly, but it wasn't a secret. Like yeah, but this wasn't a secret. The U.S. military has had some involvement with the Georgian military before well, this war. Actually, it was not a secret, but you right. could not read about it in the, in the news or something. You couldn't learn it. You're not supposed about. to talk too much yeah. about it. You might yeah. give away some secret. Yeah. Uh, Basically, they were teaching that it was a it was a big program uh, funded by U.S. government. It was called the uh, Training Equipment Program. Yeah. So basically, we abandoned our old Kalashnikov guns and then switched to the M16s oh, or something right. like that. And we know who sells those. Yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah obviously. <laughs> um, so that's that's odd. That's sort of because uh, that, that's like playing games again. You know, the the U.S. is playing a game. Because, of course, they're also friendly with, with Russia, as they should be. I mean, I, I want all nations to be friends, but uh, at the same time, doing this military dance, uh, which which m makes me, I don't know. Uncomfortable. Yes! <laughs> and I'm sure it makes a lot of people in Georgia also feel strange. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure there are plenty of people in this country, although I don't run into them very often, who don't, who are, if I can use the term, pacifists. I mean, who don't believe in war. <laughs> um, well, I don't think there are many of them. No? Oh. No, because of the... Uh, There's not an anti-war movement. No, there is no, no, no such thing, yeah. Huh. And on the other side, I mean, um, our, you know, the traditional stuff, like, we were fighting for the freedom, like, for 2,000 years, blah, blah, against... Or all the different, all the different, like countries. started with the Romans and uh, Iran, the Persians, and I don't know, Mongols and Turks and Arabs and everything else and Russians, and then you you're not allowed, you're not allowed to to, to think of not I mean, fighting, <laughs> yeah, of not fighting for your rights or something. Like that. Yeah, actually, in only s not even seven days, I feel a lot of that, which is. Unlike some countries where, historically, you could point to moments where there have been at war, take Germany, for example, um, here I still feel like there is um, a fear, uh, a, a long memory, and it's not based on nothing, but um, it's the fear that 
in this case, Russia, that country over there, that with all their secrets and not-so-secret um, activities towards us, their wishes about this region, um, if we don't act really tough, they're going to come get us. Yeah, well, they, because they were here three years ago, like uh, 20 kilometers from the... Um from the from the tower from from police yeah from the capital so that's why you you always think have in your back 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 mind back in the, your mind uh, they are here they, they are here like right now they are 70 or 80 kilometers away they are sitting in your own old villages I mean yeah you know the story I mean. hmm. yeah and so whereas many nations nowadays I would say almost a majority can although they have a military and they're they're training and being tough they don't really worry about uh, their neighbor coming over and taking yeah. over, you know, we've sort of, if I can, sort of passed that era, sort of, but here we haven't passed that era, there's still this, this fear that yes, this is Georgia today, mm -hmm. but we have to be careful because it might not be Georgia tomorrow, because some other army will come in. Yeah. That I'm is bizarre. Very, I know. <laughs> that is... Bizarre, yeah. yeah. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad as a reality, and it's also bad as a fear. <laughs> because the reality, of course, sucks, obviously. And the fear also causes you to behave a certain way. Uh, right. That's true. So in a way, it would never end unless there were this mass movement that says, we don't want to be invaded, and we don't want war either. <laughs> uh, well, Mark, or we don't want, you know, uh, armed conflict. You know, we really don't want an armed conflict, and I mean... Uh, and you'll find a lot of people except uh, thinking like that, except uh, when, uh, when you start talking about the reality, it becomes tough to defend that position that, you know, we don't want armed conflict or we don't want to invest so much money into the troops or military or everything, but at the same time, so what are you gonna do when they come back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you kind of lose the argument because... Um, because you cannot dance with flowers against the Russian tanks and this is the reality. Uh, right. Apparently not. I don't know that anyone's tried it, but yeah, yeah, I suppose no. it's very, yeah. Um, and so that's what also makes it weird here. And you, have you guys traveled to Russia ever? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, oh, okay. in the 90s. Something. Oh, in the 90s, yeah. So, you know, I've, I've had, of course, some fun adventures there in the last year, and I went from not knowing much about Russian culture or whatever I learned in books to experiencing it a bit. And like so many situations in this world, now coming to Georgia, I think to myself, yeah, people in Russia, people in Georgia, psh, all great, actually. Yeah. Um, so it seems strange, and th this is where the weirdness about politics and military is, where right. we're somehow supposed to fear the people, or the people are supposed to fear us, and, and there's this... It, it, so, governments have conflicts, militaries have conflicts, and then okay. so people are forced to carry all this out. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Well, the interests have conflicts. I mean, uh, and uh, it depends on who, which politician is defending his interest and uh, which military guy is defending <laughs> this interest. Mm. Because some of them are tough and some of them are fighting and some, some others are just sitting around, uh, sitting together and thinking how to solve the problem. But yeah. anyways, I mean, people are... It's the same in every country. Yeah. But here especially, huh? it's... it's yeah. But yes, this is definitely politics and government more than people wanting 
even a soldier, <laughs> you know, probably a soldier doesn't really want to, uh, I think I heard one of our uh, Georgian colleagues, uh, not colleagues, but uh, someone who I, we ran into, who said, uh, oh, I might be away at military service mm -hmm. uh, next month or yeah. something. Yeah. And he even made a face like, you know, oh boy, yeah. I don't really want to do this. Yeah, and of course not. Really yeah, because that's the difference, well, I mean, that's always been true throughout history. I don't have to have been there to know that probably most poor people, for example, who often have to be in the military for some kind of well, they're required, right? Um, can't get out of it. They probably very often said, "Well, yeah, I have to do this. Uh, I don't want to do this," and um, and don't share the, you know, the, the the feeling I need to fight that guy over there. I don't know. I think the strangest part is that we still, uh, not just in Georgia, but but here it's more present. Um, <laughs> militaries will still carry out these orders and still fight, even though they know that in fact we're pretty much the same. <laughs> you know, in terms of humans and families and all the things that we're concerned about. So that, I think that's the most bizarre thing about observing conflicts um, and the threat of violent conflict. Oh, anyway, I don't know how I went down that road. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, you know... It's that road. Yeah, and, and it's, not, be there. it's not... It's not easy for me to miss around here. Like, it, it, I pick it up in conversations and politics and... And observing, and then you have this internal stuff, which of course some people might catch in in the news still, which is this struggle between what government and the the, the desire for some real democracy or better, more democracy, more mm -hmm. change. So there's that other conflict going on in this country. Well, yeah, uh, the, the the conflict for the for the rule for the who will rule the country. I mean. Yeah, or how to rule the country, which also seems to be, you know. Well, how seems more or less how in the in the international election in the in the um, outside is more or less the same, but how in in the, in the inner system like the social system, insurances, medical, I don't know, health, um, uh, society, finances. And this is where the the, the main problems start. I mean, okay. Different. Then then you have the like um, people who. Uh, who was uh, twice on the TV and thinks he's tough enough and popular enough to have his own party, you know? And yes. then you got like 600 parties and only 600 members of all of them together, like yeah. something like that. Huh. And then they can get elected to a parliament that... No, no, they, they, they can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they need uh, at least 5%. Uh, 5% of the voters, so... Um, then you get uh, at least they, some... Representation and yeah, mm -hmm. okay, okay. But yeah, there is uh, the conflict that you're referring to is probably uh, something called the rule of law, which uh, is uh, not consistent. Not uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I would say so. Right, because when I arrived, at the, and continues to be all this discussion about, you know, there was a protest, police reacted in a, in a very violent way. Yeah. Some people were taken; they're still missing. And what becomes clear is that people are asking, why do police do that in reaction to a protest, right? And the police, I guess they say, they're because still in they this. Can. Yeah, they're still in this. Uh, what I would call an old way, where they say, yeah, I, I, I have to tell you what to do. Yeah, this is the the, the exactly the old way of thinking. Like uh, the police is not recognizing themselves. I mean, in this case, yeah. Uh, let's let's uh, not not uh, talking about the. The, the traffic police who are really, no. really uh, one of the best of the reforms what I see personally because yeah. I'm driving since 15 years and I mean this is 
the best thing what can happen to you as a driver here in Georgia. Um, yeah. But Good. in general, I mean, the police, the riot police, or let's say the special forces or whatever, commando, how do you call them? It all they, sounds scary, but yes. Yeah, I mean, they, they call themselves like this and and they don't understand, they don't see themselves as a, as a part of the society who has the... Um, uh, like who, a duty to people? Duty to, yeah. But they see, they have the duty to, to other, to, to the... The, power to the power to people who have the power mm. and this is this is sad because this used to be the old Soviet way of thinking mm-hmm. I have the power I have the ru- uh, rules and I tell you what to do and if you're not following my rules I will kick you uh, I don't know I will yeah. I will knock you over so this is what has to be but so changed, if they you just pointed out a success if they successfully got traffic police to change yeah and by change you mean what they used to Stop you all the time and, and well, the corrupt. bribes and everything corruption. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, they stopped you at every corner, and you are not. Why why are you you're not wearing a hat? <laughs> if you're not wearing a hat, and you're and if you're wearing a hat, and why are you wearing? You know, it's uh, any excuse. I mean, it's an old. So they don't do that anymore. No, they don't do that anymore. No, they, we they haven't have, been stopped. <laughs> they have a camera. They have video cameras. They got a modern uh, equipment in the cars. They can they can uh, tweet. <laughs> well, not maybe not tweet, but anyways, they can at least email you or something. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. A ticket. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, this is this is really the reality. You you're breaking some rule. You're some driving rule. I don't know. You're driving by red, and you're coming home, so you receive your ticket, and you can check yeah. your video on the internet. How you? Wow. Uh, yes. I mean. Yeah, they, the technology is very developed and, in uh, in this. Uh, but on the other hand, you know what? On the yeah, other hand, people drive in a scary way, so... Oh, they drive yes. much better now. Ah, okay, okay. I mean, you know why this happened? Because this is the part of the... of the. Uh, this is the one of the hands of the government, of the of the state. And this hand has to do... to deal daily, on a daily basis with citizens. Yeah. And they have to administer it, and they have to get them, get fines. You're paying for your car taxation. I know you're paying for your driver's license. You're paying for the fines. So, I mean, they needed a better system of uh, administering all of this. Yeah. And this is the only way you can go. I mean, the digitalization. Modernization. Modernization. Yeah. And this is good so, because uh, on the other hand, they are fighting corruption as well, because um, even if you if you tell one of them, I don't know, one of the police, uh, one of the officers like hey, here t- take I don't know ten or fifteen dollars and leave me uh, let me go without any fine. The, the the other guy who sits in the car, he's uh, his partner will uh, then uh, demand money. De- no, oh, if he oh. won't demand. He goes then to his the <laughs> and report it and report him then. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean it's. Uh, but so that, and I see a problem then with reforming like riot police. There's no such incentive. No, of course not. <laughs> the the the, uh, the riot police they, they get a better uh, salary. The the more people they beat down, the, the better salary I think. Because I they, don't they, know. <laughs> they've actually been trained a couple of years ago after they um, after that they broke up that. Um, the meeting in in 2007 was yeah. it? Yeah, 2007. The big, November 7th. Big, uh, demonstration. They were trained on how to oh, at least to, some parts of it. How to how you can handle with the demonstrations without uh, using much violence. But apparently this time 
not only these forces were used to <laughs> against this protest to clean up uh, the main avenue. Yeah. Uh, hmm. This time they even you know, uh, 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 were violent against the journalists. Right, specifically, huh? Yeah. Knowing who they were hitting, yeah, right? No. Targeting. They were, they um, were taking... I don't think that they were targeting specifically. Okay. Some of them uh, were just uh, overusing their powers against journalists and they did not uh, no, care not. whether they were journalists or uh, oh, okay. regular protesters or whoever. Yeah. But uh, they, I, uh, I mean, I don't know, they were not, I don't think that they were specifically targeting okay. journalists. So, so they were targeting everybody that, that was there, so... So anyone that, <laughs> just to be clear, yeah, anyone who thinks journalists uh, are at some kind of risk in a protest in, in Georgia, it's not really true. It's simply everybody could be at risk depending yeah. on... Yes, and besides, um, sometimes it's the matter of uh, the journalists knowing how to act during the protests and how to uh, stay safe during the protest. Sometimes, in this case, sometimes it didn't really help. Mm -hmm. all, not all of them, but it did help some of them. And yeah. And I know both of them, so oh, yeah. even the ones that who were uh, hiding huh? by police and who were victims of the violence from the police, even they say that they were not. I mean, they were not always. Not all of them were um, targeting the journalists. So yeah. not all of them were using the power against journalists. So. No. Now I've learned more things. <laughs> so, slowly but surely, I get a good Georgia education. Uh, I think I'll leave it off at that for today. Um, to Giga and Anonymous, thank you very much. You're welcome. It's been a nice little escape from Tbilisi, which we are now back in the traffic. It's moving. And uh, to everyone else, this probably is the last podcast. There have been two, in case you missed the last one, you can go back. Uh, but this might be the last podcast for Georgia from Georgia for now. But uh, hey, there's always Skype and uh, future visits. All right. All right. Bye bye. Beep. There ain't a lot that you can do in this town. Drive down to the lake and then you turn back around You go to school and you learn to read and write So you can walk into the county bank sign away your life Filling station on the interstate I'm pumping gasoline and counting out of state plates They ask me how far in the Memphis sun Where's the nearest beer
Cause I'm a little 